This call is being recorded. Good morning. Welcome to the Clear Victory. This is World Princess of Finisher. Who's on the line? Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Happy Tuesday. Thank you. Have a wonderful and blessed day. You also. Thank you. Thank you. You do a great job. You do an awesome uh, job, too. <laughs> Thank you. Can <laughs> 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 anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to the Prayer of Victory. This is World Princess of Finisher. I'm the greeter. Who is that? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Miss Deborah Evans. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Tuesday to you. You too. You too. Thank you. Have a great day. I will. You too. Thank you. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning, my name is Eva, Mary, Lata, Gawain, good morning. Good morning, Eva, happy Tuesday to you. Have an awesome day. Thank you. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning, good morning. Welcome to the Claire Victory. This is World Princess of Finisher. I'm the greeter this morning. Anyone on the call right to say good morning? We'd love to hear your sound. Good morning. Welcome to the Claire Victory. This is World Princess. Who was that? Good morning, it's Sister Tracy. Good morning. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Happy Tuesday to you. Happy Tuesday. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to the Claire Baker. This is Warren Princess to finish and I'm the greeter this morning. Anyone on the call ready to say good morning? Today is October the 1st, first Tuesday of the month of October. This year is going by so fast. You can morning, say that morning. again. Amen. I know. Wow. Good morning, family. Good morning. Is that Pam? Yes, it is, Pam. I love you guys. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday to you. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning. It's Barbara. 
Good morning, Barbara. How are you? Much better, sweetie. Thank you for asking. Great. Great. Have a great day. You too. Good morning, Brother D. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. Good morning, morning, Brother. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. It's Nikisha. Good morning. How you doing? Good morning. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Have, Have a good awesome. day. Thank you. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning, good morning. Wake up. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Word Princess the Finisher, and I'll be greeted this morning. Anyone else like to say good morning? Who was that? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is where Princess are finished, and I'm your greeter this morning. Anyone on the call like to say good morning? Okay, I'm going to go ahead and get started. Okay, it's time to move on to the next segment of the call. Before we move forward, we ask you to mute your line so that we can proceed. Hello, my name is Torina, a.k.a. World Francis the Finisher, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are prayer calls that meet Monday through Saturday, joining us at 6 a.m. Specific time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite us friends so they can be blessed too. Be sure to join us during the month of October as our new theme is Open Heaven. You don't want to miss the messages, lessons, and heart shares that we brought to you by our wonderful and gifted declarers. There are two announcements today. Please join us for TNT Bible Study with Pastor LaBelle Jones tonight right here on this call from 7 to 8 p.m. Pacific time. Second, if you've been blessed by the call and would like to sow into it, please visit declarevictory.org or paypal.me towards slash declarevictory. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in him. There is no prayer request from the app. The order of the card is as follows. Declaration is Moses. Praying a corporate praise is uh, reminder. Then we go right into closing comments hosted by declaring Moses. I repeat, declaration will be by Moses. Praying and corporate praise will be done by Rivanda. 
And then we go right into closing comments hosted by Declare Moses. The scripture for today is Daniel 7, 9. I watch as the thrones were put in place and the ancient one sat down to judge. His clothing was as white as snow, his hair like whitest wool. He sat on a furry throne, wheels of blazing fire. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask you to put your phones on mute until the instructor to come off mute. I now pass the call over to declare Moses. Have a blessed and wonderful day, everyone. Thank you very much. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. I want to welcome you to Declare Victory. And, and today is this, we're actually kicking off a new month today. Today, October 1st, there's something really special lined up for everybody. Really, really, really amazing. I've been excited about this month since I first heard about it a couple weeks back ago, a couple weeks back, what we're going to be doing. And I'm excited to be covering Tuesdays this month, actually. So I'm going to be on every Tuesday this month. And I know that um, Dion has something amazing lined up. I'm excited. So I'm actually not going to, I'm not going to kick off this month um, with that teaching um, that Dion has planned um, and just kind of the the aspect of it that I'd be covering. So this, uh, just to give you a little backstory, um, I'm going to be covering this month on Tuesdays and we're going into detail about generational curses, um, just a lot of the information behind it. We're going to talk about some different things, even some different stuff getting explored within things like epigenetics and, and just like the history, the, script, the scriptural background to things like generational curses. We're going to get started on that next Tuesday. And then it's going to be every Tuesday after that. We're going to talk about different things about that from deliverance to generational curses and just behavioral stuff. Why do we see some of the same repeated behaviors? Uh, what do we do when we identify those things in our life? How to identify it in, in those around us? What's going on? Maybe it could be some family stuff. Maybe there's just something that you just can't really get breakthrough from. There's, there's just a specific area that you're seeing in your life. And maybe it's something your dad or your mom did, or it's just something that's just plagued and you see this. And it could be anything from things like poverty. Um, it could just be abuse uh, patterns, just any specific thing. We're going to dive into really specific detail about those and just our God-given identity and how do we combat those things? How do we fight back and how do we walk in the fullness and the truth of our identity? So we're going to be talking about that Tuesdays this month. That's every Tuesday morning I'm going to be teaching on that subject this month. So please stay tuned for that. And there's a lot of other good stuff planned this month. I don't know the, the full extent of who who's all teaching, but I know it's primarily uh, a, a really great vision that Dion had for this month. So I really, really encourage you to invite a friend Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Um, every day. I mean, you're going to be blessed by this. This is be really, really, really good stuff this month. So today I'm actually not going to because I would rather have Dion kick this off. So today I'm actually going to be talking about something else that the Lord was putting on my heart. I was kind of, I wanted to have her actually speak on all the subjects first. I know that the month just coincidentally happened to start on a Tuesday today. So I'm actually going to be teaching about something else and then I'll let her kick it off tomorrow. And then I'll pick up with the generational curse stuff next Tuesday. So today though, we're going to be talking about 
blocked, what to do when you just feel blocked, you feel closed in, you're not making progress, you feel trapped, you just feel, it's just like a, just enclosed, maybe, maybe kind of a spiritual claustrophobia. We're going to be talking about that today. We're going to be going into detail what that looks like. But first, I'm going to open us up in prayer. Father, I just thank you for the opportunity to share today. Father, I thank you for the opportunity that, that today we get to translate our experiences. We get to translate our fight, Lord, into worship for you. And I thank you, Lord, that we get to take the good. We get to recycle the bad. Lord, and we get to walk in our God-given identity. I praise you, Lord. I ask that you be with us with every word, every syllable, Lord, every story, every message, everything today that gets shared. I thank you, Father, for the passing and wisdom and the love life uh, victory portion. And I ask that you just guard our tongues, guard our minds, that we're able to receive and to give exactly what you have stored. I thank you, Father. We welcome you. We welcome your presence, Lord, because you're worshipped, you're honored. In Jesus' name, amen. So thanks, everyone, again, for calling in. I want to go ahead and, and get intro into this. I, I recently, you know, I noticed for the first time in my life, I see, oh, and also real quick, just before we get started, I just want a real quick reminder, everybody, if you could just take a look down and make sure your phones are on mute, if you can just enable the mute function on your phone just for the remainder of the service and only if you're not sharing uh, later on in the call. So, and I appreciate that. Thank you. So I realized, you know, I, I kind of was, like I said, I was getting prepared for, for this month, for the Tuesdays, and was really excited about that. It's something very dear to my heart. i I've been able to uh, serve in deliverance ministry at different churches for a, a, a really good number of years now. And it's, it's really been one of the most humbling ministries. It's been one of the most, it's just, just such a fruitful ministry because this is not just a one-time, hey, I'm going to teach on this subject, or I'm, I'm going to teach people on, on leadership. I'm going to teach them that you're, you're seeing people walk and break through continuously. So I was really excited to get prepared for that for Tuesdays. And, you know, I was preparing all the way up until a couple of days ago. And then I really felt the Lord putting on my heart, you know, I, I, you know, I want you to move with this in a different direction for Tuesday. And so today was, a, was really unplanned. It was really, uh, I, I didn't find out until recently, really felt the Lord putting on my spirit, you know, putting, really putting on my heart. Talk about being blocked today. Talk about being just backed up. There's nowhere to turn, nowhere to go. What's going on in that situation? And I found myself in this scenario a couple of times in life. And when I say blocked, I'm talking about there's, there's different types of blocked, and we're going to talk about different biblical scenarios where we see famous biblical characters getting blocked. There's nowhere they can turn. There's nowhere they go, no matter what. It's, it's God closing in. To make a point it's God closing in to showcase the world outside what's really the battle within us and that's really what I want you to take away from today is that a lot of times what you see around you is a direct reflection of the work that God is doing within you and I want us to be able to identify that because the quicker we're able to identify that the quicker we undergo transformation and that transformation that happens in our spirit the transformation that happens in our mind enables us to walk confidently to these situations. You know, we see that in Romans 12 in, in the first two verses. And we hear that, that verse a lot. It's quoted as, as the, you, know, be, be, you know, we're being transformed by the renewal of our mind. And 
And that's, that's key as we walk through different scenarios in life where we're not getting breakthrough, different scenarios in our life where you're very much not in control. And, and it's very necessary for situations like this to happen. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Not only the necessity of these scenarios when we're just blocked, we cannot make breakthrough, whether it's financially, whether it's career-wise, whether it's in a relationship, no matter what it is, we're going to be talking about the necessity of understanding our identity in a season of being blocked, in a season of being, you know, you can't turn left, you can't turn right. No matter how hard you try, you're not making breakthrough in any area. We're going to be talking about how do we walk forward with identity and how do we extract from the situation around us to understand what God's trying to do within our heart, within us. So I've been a couple, I, w- I would say like probably a couple seasons in my life where, you know, whether it was like relationship, there's been times where I would be financially uh, trying to break through whether I'm, I'm saving up for something or, or paying down something or, or paying off debt or, or getting to, you know, paying off a car or something, you know, my bought a car when I was younger and, you know, paying it off. And it just feels like, man, I'm trying to just pay this off. I'm trying to do something. Or maybe there's a, there's been times where I started a company a couple of years ago that I, that I've been working for my, myself for the last couple of years. And, you know, trying to get things to a certain place and I don't, I don't feel that breakthrough. And there's even times where, you know, to be completely honest with you, I've even felt it in, in my own marriage where there was something I was trying to figure out and I just could not get breakthrough on it. There was something I was trying to learn. There was something I was trying to do that I just couldn't get breakthrough. And it's happened at various different seasons in my life where I felt completely, completely just trapped. And, it, and for me, one of the biggest reasons why that's bothered me is because I've always kind of been claustrophobic a little bit. And it's like, I, I love the freedom to know that I, I can move. The freedom to know that if, in the kind of fly, fight, um, freeze type responses, I'm definitely a flight kind of person. I'm definitely a take off running kind of person. Because I just, I think that's most practical. You know, I think if you fight, you know, there's probably a possibility you can lose in a fight. And I've seen that in my own life when I was younger. <laughs> and there's the freeze, which to me is not practical at all. But sometimes, hey, what can you do? You can't control that. But to me, I think even in dreams, even in scary dreams, even as a kid, even in scenarios where, you know, maybe there's an emergency or something, it's always been most practical for me to run. But there's some times where you're going to be in scenarios where you really can't do that. You really can't escape it. And it's so character shaping to understand what exactly is God doing to us in a situation that we just cannot get breakthrough. We just cannot make progress. We just can't get out of it. And ultimately, why does he keep us in situations like this, situations that hurt, situations where we just can't see an end, situations where we're just praying and praying and it's like, God, do you not care anymore? It's like, God, do you, what? And it's just like this frustration you get, but it, you know, you always have to remind yourself, you're like, ah, you know, like I got to, I got to continue pushing forward and everything, but you know that what, you know, God's doing something here. So we're going to continue talking. We're going to, we're going to go into that today. So I noticed this when I, when I really got into my twenties, because that's when, when things really started for me, I was able to understand like practically, okay, something's going on here. This, like, I'm going through a scenario, God's trying to do something in this. I was able to first understand God is doing something in this situation. 
And the very first thing I wanted to talk about, and the very first thing I want to point out is you have to understand first that God is doing something. And I realized that because whenever I would, I look back on a scenario that I would know God was doing something in, I had to understand that eventually, ultimately, what I was praying for, even if it took a while to get breakthrough in it, God was working in that situation. And I didn't understand fully at the time because I, I think one of the biggest things that God tries to do with us in these scenarios where we're not getting breakthrough is to understand truly that we're not in control, that that God work is, you know, works together, you know, everything for the good, you know, everything for good. And this is something that, you know, you see this in Romans and this is chapter 8, 28. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And, you know, I always wondered that, you know, God's not, God's not slow as, as we understand things, you know, to be slow and he's working all things together for our goodness. But truly what that means in the, in the context of what we're going through, when we're battling through a situation that we can't seem to get breakthrough, is that there's something there that's working together for our good. There's something there that's working together, that's coming together, that's being molded for our understanding. Because the greatest thing that we can take out of a trial is a greater understanding of the character and nature of God. The greatest thing that we can extract from, uh, from I'm talking, we're going to go through a number of things in life. We're going we to lose loved ones. We're going to get fired from jobs. We are going to disappoint people. We are going to do things that have nothing, that are absolutely the complete opposite of our character. Sometimes some of the best people have to make some of the hardest decisions in the midst of a struggle season, in the midst of a season where you're just not getting through, in a season where you feel trapped, in a season where you feel alone. These are going to be the times where you have to make really, really tough character decisions that might ultimately affect the way you see yourself and might ultimately affect the way maybe you see a partner or a coworker or somebody else in the midst of this crazy situation. But the greatest thing that we have to understand is that God is keeping it together to work all things for our good. No matter what it is, we have to hold on to that. And there's a lot of tough questions we have to ask. There's a lot of tough things that we go through and we look back on it and we say, how could God let me go through that? How could God keep me in this situation? How can I work this? And I've, I've been in some crazy situations. I've been in scenarios where I had to start praying and prayer was not what 99% of the population would have been doing in that scenario. And it's crazy stuff I would have never, ever thought I would find myself in. Scenarios with family, scenarios with money, scenarios with, with legal troubles, with, I mean, just situations you really, truly, you cannot, you just cannot expect to be in some of these situations in life. But it's going to happen to all of us because, because it has happened to all of us. And a lot of us have gone through some stuff that we don't really share with people. We don't really talk about. But what in that is God doing that's refining our character? What in that is God allowing that to happen? Because the, tr the truth is that I've learned is that there is absolutely, absolutely, absolutely a greater purpose in what God is, is allowing us to endure in these situations than what we immediately see all the time. And that's one of the most common things I get asked. You know, I, I realized, you know, in, in ministry, one of the biggest areas that I was called to minister was, was young men. And this was not like, this was not something I had started out ministry being like, yeah, Lord, like, 
you know, I, w- I want to minister to young guys like who I was, like when I was 19, when I was 20. I mean, I didn't, I wasn't even happy with myself when I was 19, 20. I didn't know who I was. I was making the absolute dumbest decisions. And I just felt God, as I got older, really putting on my heart, I want you to minister to the young men. I want you to minister to the fatherless. And that was something I just did not want to go there. I did not want to, I didn't, first of all, I didn't think, I didn't even talk to anybody younger than 25 anyway, because I just didn't believe, I, I mean, I was just like, I'm not going to waste my time. It's just hate kids. Oh, I was just, I was totally in that mindset at one point, you know? And so to me, it was, it was a ministry that God developed a heart for me for, you know, like he, he was the one who put that passion in me because it wasn't there to begin with. And that's who I ended up, God started bringing me some 19 who was just like me, 18 who was just like me, 21 who was just like me. And you might see this in your own life too. God's going to bring you younger versions of yourself because who better to speak to that person than you being, you know, the knucklehead that actually was getting in all those things and then who God delivered and set free so you know how to walk them to that path. You know, and God will always do that. He'll always bring us to somebody who's walking out the story that we're getting out of story that 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 chapter that we closed you know and it's always like that and we see the power in that we see the power of testimony in that because what's the number if you've ever i'm talking if you've ever been arrested you know what i'm talking about if you have ever been in some serious trouble you've ever owed a really big amount of money to somebody you've what's the first thing you would you're gonna call somebody you want to talk to somebody you want to immediately get on the phone. You want to meet, hey, man, I got like, I got some problems. And you know what? If you're not even the person that wants to call somebody, you, you should begin becoming the person that wants to talk to somebody. Because it's, we're not meant to go through, through things alone. We're just not. We're not designed to fight life alone. We're not designed to do this alone. And we have to understand that when we pull on the people around us in a scenario, we're actually unlocking revelation. We're actually revealing breakthrough because, you know, if the greatest commandment is for us to not, is to show our love for God by the way we love others, then that means that we engage, we interact, and we encounter God in relationship and in community. And if he's working everything, like I said, together for our good, and he wants to give us breakthrough, he wants to give us guidance, and he wants to give us character transformation, then the way that we unlock that is first by community. We have to understand that as we're going through what we're going through, the way that God is working together, everything for our good, for, for the good of those who love him, we have to understand that that breakthrough comes from community. And a, and a huge, if you look back, maybe in the patterns of your life, some of the toughest seasons, it, you have either been, I guarantee you've either been isolated or you've wanted to isolate yourself in that season. And that's hard because you have to understand that in every trial and every, every uh, blocked kind of season, there's two people wanting an outcome. There's God bringing together the good, and then there's the enemy trying to destroy you with that. And that's a very hard concept to understand because for me, I always thought that it was just, man, does God have me blocked right now? Does God just want me, my character, this or that? What, is he not opening the door? Was it not his will? You have to understand that we very much have an adversary who is absolutely opposed to us. We have to, you have to first understand that because it's the, it's the 
Garden of Eden, right? It's the, it's, do you eat the apple? Do you not eat the apple? We have free will. We have the decision to, if we didn't make that, we don't get rewarded. If we didn't make that, we don't see a fruit of our decision. You know, you have to remember that you have an adversary working against the promises of God, that you have somebody that's trying to fill your subconscious, trying to fill your mind with negativity, hoping that we operate from that doubt, hoping that we operate from our insecurities, hoping that we operate from fear, hoping that we operate from anxiety and depression and, and just paranoia and panic attacks and all these just horrible things mentally. The enemy is rooting for us to pull from those broken places. But God is hoping in that situation that do you eat the apple, do you not, that we choose God in this, that we choose obedience to God's word, to God's problem, um, to, to God's um, word, I'm sorry, and to God's process. God is, is banking that we're with, our character becomes that person in that scenario. So the biggest thing to take away from that point is that when we're going through something, God is allowing that. Because it's our character refinement. There's two stories that I was reading in preparation for today's message that are huge to this, that are, that are huge testimonies. And, and really three. It's more so three, where you see three biblical characters getting blocked. And these are actually really, really, really big stories. But the heart of the, of the story and, and even the literature that was used at the time to write it is very poetic. It's the narrative. They're very unique narratives, too, also for the Bible. And the three stories, and you're going to know them because we all know them from, from just from, you know, from Sunday school, you know, being little and just, just through hearing it. But the three stories are Job, uh, Jonah, and Balaam's donkey. And, uh, well, Balaam and, and his donkey. And these are three scenarios where we see God continuously blocking one turn left, blocking one turn right to make these these points in the narrative. And it's and it's not always necessarily that someone was doing something wrong like like Balaam or that somebody was I mean cuz all three guys were essentially prophets whether you know Balaam was was not a Hebrew prophet or not essentially were technically prophets. And you see that especially in the, in the sense of of Jonah this is this is somebody who's running from God's call. With Job, this is somebody who doesn't understand the concept that even the righteous suffer. And then Balaam, who's just completely on his own, his own, you know, path entirely. And the biggest thing is we have to understand that when God is blocking certain steps, it's because that's sometimes the way he guides us. And it's kind of like a rat in a maze would not know otherwise. Because if you, the biggest thing I want to talk about in this next point is about direction. It's about understanding what now is God doing as he has us in this situation. That So we know that he has us in a situation. It's refining our character. It's growing us to a place that, that you know, we didn't, we might not have been before. It's, it's bringing us into a maturity we didn't have on, on in the beginning of this process, in the beginning of this phase. This, the next thing to understand is what exactly is God doing in that character transformation? He's doing this. He's teaching us how to take the good and how to recycle the bad out of every situation. So walking forward, we understand, we know fully how to do that in all of our scenarios because that's where we walk in peace. That's where we walk in growth. That's where we walk in maturity. Because no matter what bad stuff's going to happen to you in life, we all know that. The truth of it is to know who we are in the midst of a 
bad situation? Am I a person who completely entirely breaks down when I have financial trouble? Am I a person who is happy and amazing? And we all know that person, right? They're irritable until their paycheck hits. Until the direct deposit hits, do not talk to them. You can't talk to them. They're in their head. They're calculating bills. They're foot shaking. You're talking to them. You're like, hey, you listening to me? And they're like, what? Yeah, no, that's crazy. Wow. Um, yeah, definitely. And you're like, you weren't even listening to me right now. What are, you, what are you talking about? We all know that person. Or there's even that one person that we know that they're miserable around everybody if they're going through a relationship problem. But the second their significant, their significant other forgives them or is cool with them or they're, you see them posting pictures on social media, they're hitting everybody up. Hey, where are you guys at? Let's hang out. But the second they're fighting with their partner, phones off, I hate the world, super dark, you know, like ambiguous Facebook, Instagram posts. It's just like we all know those people that are like that. And, and to be honest, we are kind of that person too, right? Like we find ourselves there. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's hard to be joyful when you're going through a problem. It's really hard. But what God cares to do in the midst of these scenarios is to make us into people, into vessels that reflect his character to the world no matter what we're going through. God cares to bring us into a maturity that you're not going to be that person that's miserable until direct deposit hits on the first. And today's the first. Probably, there's probably a lot of people calling today like, praise God. Like the, you check your bank account before, before the call started and you're like, you know, direct deposit hits at 4 a.m. And, you know, you're, like, you're ready. You know, you're ready. But yesterday it's like, no, you know what? I'm not going to call in. I'm not going to go to church. You know, all these things, you know, it's, it's hard. It's hard. It's, it's hard for everybody. You know, there's pastor. There's a pastor somewhere stressing about how they're going to pay the light bill. You know, they're they're prepping their message this Sunday to talk to the tithers. You know, it, it happens to everybody. We all stress about something, but who we become in that stress is very telling. Who we become in that season is very telling because hurt and pain are progress indicators to God. They're heart revealers to God. Because like I said, everybody's going to be happy when they have a full bank account. Everybody's going to be happy when the bills are paid. Everybody's going to be happy when their partner's just loving on them and there's communication, there's all these different things. But who are you when you're broken? Who do you become when you don't have money? Are you going to be faithful to God when your bank account has a negative sign before the numbers? Who are you when your partner leaves you? Who do you become when all the flattery that you use in church and all the flattery you use in work didn't get you the position you wanted? It reveals our motivations. It reveals our character. It reveals who we are. God allows us to go, to the, go through these things because that's when we take our mask off. And you got to know that, that you cannot manipulate God. You cannot, you cannot fake it with God. You cannot, you can't move God's hand to benefit you. There's going to, God is the one who reveals. God is the one who brings all things. Nothing's hidden. Nothing's hidden, but he brings all things to light. All things are going to get refined. All things are going to get found out. And the quicker we understand that, the quicker we learn that, the quicker we know that he has us in these situations to reveal the character and nature of our heart. All seasons, all scenarios. Every situation is to reveal the character of our heart. 
And, and that's the biggest thing is that we have to understand that who we are in this situation is to become a greater version, a greater reflection, and a greater, just a greater depiction of God's character to the world. And it's to grow us in that. Because God doesn't want us to, to be the kind of Christian where we're leading other people and we're leading a small group and we're on the worship team or we're in the workplace and we're that guy that everybody's like, hey, man, like we're on break. Like, can you just pray for me? Like, I'm going through this. Or you might be the person that everybody calls and says, like, hey, man, I just want to, I want some prayer. Um, can you help me out with this? I got this situation. I just want to talk to somebody. But you're just like irritable. You're just like, you know, because that's what happened with Jonah, right? Like, God is calling him to minister to Nineveh, and he's just like, no, I don't want to do it. He's just irritable for his, his very own. And God continues to ask him, is it right for you to be angry about this? Is, and, and, and I love how just personable the, God is throughout the entire Bible, really. And, and every, every, every scenario you see, he's just personally asking Jonah, just like how you would ask your friend, in a situation like this, is, do you really feel that you're justified being angry in this? Like, like you need to think about this. And there's so many things that it, it, one of the biggest themes in, in Jonah, even from a um, literature standpoint, is, is irony. And, it, you know, you see that with the gourd and you see that with, you know, the, the worm coming and the, you know, the, the vine for the gourd and all this and the heat and the scorching east wind. And, and, and it's ironic. Everything's ironic with, with Jonah because that happens to us. We become hypocritical in these scenarios. And, and, and when we're hurt and when we're in pain, we become the person that says, why, God? Why would you let me? Why would you let this happen? Why would you do this? Why would you do that? Why do I need to be in this season where I don't feel accepted in my church? Why am I in this season where I don't feel you're, I just can't get the promotion, God? Why? I deserve it. I'm this, I'm that. Why, God, why is this, this, and that? And that reveals the pride in our heart. That reveals the reliance on ourself. That reveals the true motive of why we're being a Christian, because some people don't know this, but a lot of people are only a Christian because they're trying to be a teacher's pet in life. Like, there's teacher's pets at work. There's teacher's pets in school. There's teacher's pets, you know, at church. There's teacher's pets everywhere. Some of us don't know this, but we're actually teachers' pets of life with God. And we don't know sometimes that God wants a genuine relationship with us. And, and he's, he's not the person that's going to say, oh, man, this person's so fake. I'm just not going to listen to their prayer. I just really, ah, I, don't really, I don't really like them like that. Like, they're cool and everything. Like, God's not like that. God's going to refine every relationship into authenticity, whether you want it to be or not, whether it serves you or not. And that's the biggest thing that we have to understand from this is God's revealing the true motives of our heart by keeping us in a season, by keeping us in a place where we are not getting breakthrough. He, and here's the thing. He already knew that. And you have to know that God already knows these things. God, know, God knew who we were millions of years before we walked to this earth. He had in mind set millions of years ago who we were going to be, the specific time frame that we were going to walk this earth, the specific people the specific scenarios and events. There's no shocking news to God. There's no like, he did what? He, oh my God. This, that, that doesn't, that does not, that does not exist with God. It does not happen. Okay. So you have to understand that he wants us to understand the way he sees us 
because the, the more we know about how God sees us and what he's doing in our heart, the greater confidence that we walk into every scenario in the future. Because I know that the last time I was in a financial problem, I stressed out just as much as I stressed out in the most recent financial problem and struggle. But what I did learn is the more I invite God into a scenario, the more I invite God into a struggle, the more confident I am the next time, the less I have anxiety the next time, the less I'm stressed out the next time. Because I walk through a scenario now and I'm like, oh, well, I mean, like when I was 25, when I was 27, you know, when I was 28, I, I went through that. Yeah, I went through, I went through that. All you got to do is this. And there's always that one family member that when you're stressed out, you call and they're just like, no, 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 just pay, just pay half the, just pay half the cable bill. They'll, they'll keep it turned on and just tell them that when you get paid, you can pay the other half. And you're like, you can do that. Like, that's a thing. I remember the first time my mom told me something like that. Like, yeah, just call them and tell them that you're going to push the car payment back to the end of the, <laughs> to the end of the, the term. And I'm like, I can do that. I was like, I've been stressing about that car payment for like three months. I didn't know how I was going to pay that car. She's like, yeah, yeah, just call them. You don't have it right now. Like it happens. It's, they understand. They'll work with you. But you need to call them. You need to talk to them. The first time I found out that, the second time I, I was going to be tough and be, it was going to be tough and I was going to be behind on my car payment, the second time it happened, I wasn't as stressed as the first time it happened because I was able to walk confidently because I had that knowledge. I had that revelation. I had that like, okay, this is going to be all right. I'm going to just, you know, I got to hustle a little bit harder. You know what? I'll talk to them. I'm going to get that payment, you know, might be a little bit tight this month, but you know what? God's good. Power's on. Got a roof over our head. Baby's healthy. All right, let's move forward. Let's get it done. Let's take, let's get it taken care of, right? That's how God wants us to walk in every season of our life. That's how God wants us to walk into everything we walk into. It's all right. Power's on. Roof's over our head. It's all love. You know, it's all good. That's how God wants us to walk into every single thing. You have to understand when you're blocked, when you're, when you're stuck, when you are blocked, there's a reason to that season. There is absolutely a reason to that season. It is not coincidence. It's not just by happenstance. It's, it's not just like this past God's schedule. This It's just happening to you. There is absolutely a reason to extract. And the reason to extract is that we walk into a greater understanding of our identity and our purpose and nature of who God is, our, our identity in Christ. What we're meant to be in this world is to be a greater, just a greater example of Christ to the world. You know, and this is the biggest thing you have to take away from this. Jesus and all of his trials, all of his pain, all of his hurt, every, every, have you ever just sat back and thought about the crazy things that Jesus went through when he was walking this earth? The, just getting spit at, getting the pain, the whipping, the, the cross, just every, just truly, truly step away from hearing it your whole life and just step into that with a refreshed mind and think about this, this guy had to go through so much crazy stuff on this planet. All of the crazy things that he went through that he endured with confidence was to put a face on our God was so that we can understand because Jesus is the greatest revelation of the character of God that we will ever have. It is all you want to know who God is. Read, read the gospel, read who Jesus was. You want to know God's nature, his character, how does he talk, how does he love us? Read the gospel. So when you want to know who Jesus is today, you look at Christians, you look at believers, and it's up to us to put a face on Jesus because Jesus came to put a face on God 
And we are here on this planet to continuously put a face on Jesus to a dying, hurt, and broken world. And the way we do that is we carry our cross. We walk confidently into these trials, knowing and understanding that not only is God doing something through me, but I'm going to be the voice on the other end of that phone call someday for somebody who's going to be going through this. It's not that God didn't love me to let me go through this, but it's that God loves so many other people to allow me to go through this. Because I'm going to tell you something that I just read that blew my mind the other day. And absolutely, if you don't believe in that concept, that God will allow us to go through something, whether traumatic or not, he will let us go through something to reach other people. Get this. I read that the average person, and I've been seeing this all over too. It's crazy. Other people like posting this and talking about it. And it's just kind of coincidence, but um, the average person will influence 80,000 people in their life. That's a football stadium. That's like, I watch NFL every week. That is a, that is a football stadium in one lifetime. One person will influence enough people to fill a football stadium. So you tell me there's no purpose in you not having money to pay rent last month? Tell me there's no purpose in the fact that you're divorced twice. You tell me there's no purpose in the fact God's allowing us to go through these things, not because we're hitting some track record, because he died on a cross, so we didn't have to do that, but so he can draw near to us to refine the depths of our heart, to reach a dying and broken world, to be him continuously to the world long after he's not walking on this planet anymore. Long after when his spirit's residing in the hearts of every believer. That's why we walk through these scenarios. So I want you to hold your head up. And I'm telling you, not from somebody who's sitting in a mansion with a Rolls Royce in the driveway, which is not even a practical car at all if you have kids. Anybody who has kids knows that knows that you're going to have mess everywhere and there's throw up everywhere and that you, you smell like throw up and you, you're running an hour late to everything. It's like, no, I'm not telling you that from, from, this, from this place of like, oh, yeah, you know, I don't know. I'm struggling right now just like everybody else. I don't know how bills are going to get paid right now, too. But it doesn't make me doubt God. It makes me walk more confidently in him because I know he's going to come through. And I hit this season of trial harder than I ever hit any season. I'm telling you guys, when I say it's tough, it is tough. It is tough. But you know what? The core of who I am is built on hope in God. And the core of who I am has absolute faith that God's going to do something in this crazy season that I've never seen before. And I wasn't born this way. I wasn't just like, oh, what's up? Like, oh, I'm a holy roller. Like, what's up? God's good. What's up? What's up? What's up? Like, no, I'm not like that. I wasn't like that. I'm a stressor by nature. I'm naturally a worrier. I'm, I'm an overthinker. I will overthink the heck out of something. I will think 500 different scenarios. And I'll play, I'm like, man, they're all going to happen. All 500 scenarios are going to happen in this one situation. You know, God built me into that through every trial and every broken season. And every time I was crying on the floor, praying, crying out to him, asking him, God, why are you allowing me to go through this? And I want to close with that today. I want you to build your heart. I want you, I want you to take this away today. Build your heart into the person that responds in worship. Build your heart that responds to every scenario and trust and you need to be, un- have you ever had a friend or a partner or somebody like in your life, maybe your partner is like that now, your spouse is like that. They are just down, ride or die down, just down. Like my wife is like that. My wife is 100% that chick. 
she would go through. I know, I know without it, because I've seen her do it. She has gone through anything by my side. Does not trip. She's not tripping off it. Nothing like that. Nothing. She was just she was right there, right by my side with it. God wants us to be that in every season for Him. God wants us to be that ride or die in every season for Him. And we make a statement to the world when we're able to be the ones that keep our head held high in every single season. So I want you to do that today. I want you to keep your head held high in the season and build the core of who you are in an undying, just stubborn reliance on the nature and character of God. So thank you guys. That's all the time I have today. I think I ran a little bit long, but if you stick around a couple minutes, we're going to be having some amazing prayer and time of worship together. In about 20 or uh, 25 minutes or so, we're going to, we're going to get into the love, life, and victory. We're going to discuss some of the topics that we talked about today. We're going to have an open forum for that. So I highly encourage you to stick around for that. I know it's going to be a great time. We have a lot of wisdom passed around. But until then, please enjoy uh, our, our middle portion of our call with prayer and worship. And I just want to thank everybody for, for sticking around and calling in today um, as I now pass the call. So, Father, we meet you this morning in this place um, where you provided for us another day. And we say thank you, Lord Jesus, for waking us, Lord God, to see another day. We thank you that before the worlds were framed, Lord God, you knew about this day and you knew all about us. You even knew our name, Lord God. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for calling us out of darkness and into your light. We thank you for making us and stretching us into the stature of men and women that you called us to be. We bless your name, Lord Jesus, for how you have provided for us everything that pertains to life and godliness. And you said in this world and even in the world to come. We thank you that we are seated in heavenly places, Lord Jesus, that while we are being saved, we are saved. While we're taking our seats, Lord Jesus, we're already seated. And so, God, as you give us a visual of all of that, we lift our hands in praise this morning because you didn't have to do any of that. We thank you for making us um, to be your sons and daughters of praise and um, vessels of honor, Lord. And even though it doesn't look like we what we shall be, Lord God, when we see you in every hard trial and every struggle, God, your word says that we'll be like you. So we want to see ourselves, Lord God, um, uh, in you, Lord Jesus. We want to be the manifestation, Lord God, of a life of lives that are changed and transformed, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, for this morning's declaration because you have made us to be who we are. God, unique in our personalities and unique in how we do things, Lord Jesus, even in our frustration, it's unique to our own personalities and the type of people we are. But your truth, Lord Jesus, is that you are our stable place and you are our hiding place. You are our rock. And in you, we trust, Lord Jesus. And even when uh, our faith is little, Lord God, we realize that the trying of uh, of our trials come to make us strong. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, for the measure of faith that you have given to all of us. 
and even though uh, we all are um, uh, are fitly joined to the body, Lord God, and we can't do without one another, we thank you, Lord Jesus, that all of us have an ex expression of faith, God, how we look differently, Lord Jesus, to, to, to the world. Um, but when we see one another, Lord God, our, our hope and our desire, Lord Jesus, is that the world sees you, a portrait of who you are, um, a manifestation of yourself in the earth, God, and we represent you. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that this place isn't final for us, and God, that we don't uh, set up our homes here and, and, and act as if we're going to stay here forever, and this is going to be final for us, Lord God, but I thank you, God that New Jerusalem is being prepared for us, Lord God, and that you went away to prepare a place for us that where you are, we will be also. And so we thank you, Lord Jesus, because we know that you're sitting on the throne, that you are seated, Lord Jesus, and everything is final, and that everything that you have provided for us, Lord Jesus, is available to us, Lord God. And we thank you for timing on today. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that uh, we have a desire to be in the right place, God, at the right time, Lord Jesus, and that is in the center of your will. We thank you for our struggles, Lord Jesus, because those were the things, Lord God, that, that built character in us. It caused us, Lord Jesus, to have fortuitiveness, Lord Jesus. It taught us how not to give up, Lord Jesus. And even though our personalities dictated, Lord God, how we went to in a thing, uh, went into a thing, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, that when we realized where you were in it, we came out of it differently. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that we talk different, that we walk different, that we see things differently, um, that we even pray differently, Lord God. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, that the petition that kept us out um, is no longer there, Lord Jesus. And now the only thing that we do is we rip our flesh and we rip our own ideologies and uh, we take away the things that separate us uh, uh, from you, that keep us from you, Lord God, even as we deal with our own sin, as we deal with our own iniquities, Lord Jesus, as we deal with the way that we grew up and uh, the things that we have to unlearn, Lord Jesus, so that we could be um, uh, more effective in this earth, Lord Jesus, and that um, our lives become a worship, Lord Jesus. Every day we find out something different about ourselves. God, we begin to grow closer and closer to you. And it's not so much about what I don't do anymore, Lord Jesus. It's what I don't want to do anymore. It's what we don't want to do anymore, Lord Jesus, because what hurts you hurts us. You know, what, what, what makes you disappointed, Lord Jesus, should make us disappointed. And so, God, we thank you today. We thank you today that we're evolving and that we're becoming. And we know that we're, we're not perfect, but we are in you, God. And we're not righteous but on our own account, Lord Jesus, but we're righteous because of what you did. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that we're sanctified, not just because we stopped doing things, Lord Jesus, but you already set us apart, Lord God. And I thank you, Lord God, because our attitudes have changed. Our visions, have, uh, the way we see things have changed. And so, God, we bless you today that uh, the fruit of what we do, Lord Jesus, is only because of who your, your work that has been done. 
And we thank you that the, the earth is your footstool, Lord Jesus. And as, as difficult as it is, Lord God, to really visualize how large you are, but as far as we can see, Lord Jesus, there you are. And so we look for you in everything, every place, Lord Jesus. Today, God, we give you glory, Lord Jesus, because some of us are going to go into jobs and you're going to manifest yourself on the job. Some of us are going to go um, to different places, Lord Jesus, driving in our cars, Lord Jesus. And we thank you, Lord God, that on today that we're able to see you. We're able to, to visualize you and we become who you were, Lord Jesus. And we thank you because we are written epistles, that we're, we, are, we are living epistles, Lord Jesus, that people can read our lives and know that you are, um, that you are a miracle-working God. Some of us couldn't even explain how we got out of situations. Please mute your line. Some of us can't even explain how we got out of situations. We can't even explain how we got into some things, Lord God. And some of us were delivered from things that we, we, we couldn't even uh, uh, fathom how it was done. But we bless you on today because it was only because of you, Lord Jesus, that it has happened. And so we bless you today. God, I lift up Josiah and Solomon this morning. I ask that you go to Children's Hospital. Um, please mute your line that you go to children's hospitals, Lord God, and you, God, you send, just like the centurion soldier who said you didn't even have to come to his house, just send your word, Lord God. And the word talks about how you sent your word and you healed disease. And so, God, you know all about them, God, and uh, even Solomon's family, Lord Jesus. God, we ask that you cover them now in the name of Jesus. And uh, although they may be of a different faith than we are, Lord Jesus, we realize that he is your creation. God, and, and it might be something about him being hospitalized, Lord Jesus, that will change somebody else's life, even Solomon's life, Lord God, if he's not a believer. God, I thank you for Josiah, how you're making him a testimony, Lord Jesus, and how he's learned not to stress about things, God. And even with this uh, infirmity, Lord Jesus, we don't know when and we don't know where. We don't know how, Lord God, but you're going to do it again. And we know that you are a God who will do it again because we've seen you do it again and again and again. And you know what the situation is, Lord. We bless you, Lord Jesus, for the times that we have, uh, our hands were tied in a thing, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, when we couldn't move and we couldn't put, uh, um, we couldn't find our footing, Lord Jesus, and we had to stay right in the place where we were. We've learned some of our greatest lessons, Lord God. We've been matured, Lord Jesus, right there in that place when we couldn't call on nobody else, God, and how we had to sit and wait on you, Lord Jesus, and how we had to be content with whatever you have provided. God, I know about it, and I know you to be a sustainer, Lord Jesus. When there was little, Lord God, how you stretched it even in my life, Lord God, when I didn't know how things were going to be paid, God, when I didn't know what I was going to do in a situation, Lord God, at times when we thought we were going to lose our minds. God, when you were blessing us and it felt like punishment, when you were blessing us, when it felt when, uh, uh, when you were maturing us, Lord Jesus, and it felt like you had a problem with us, Lord God, we thank you for every moment, every time, Lord Jesus, that we even mistaken your will for what it was that we were going through, Lord Jesus. We thank you that even now in the difficult places, God, we realize that it was those things that have matured us, that have stretched us, that have made us wise, Lord Jesus. And we thank you for every moment of it, Lord God. We thank you 
We thank you, Lord Jesus. When we thought that it was going to kill us, Lord Jesus, we bless you that it killed what needed to die on the inside of us. We thank you because every place we go, we take healing. We take deliverance. We thank you that when people's lives brush up against us, Lord God, that their lives are made better because we're in it. God, we realize our value on this morning, and we thank you. So we don't leave our houses the same, and we don't drive our cars the same, and we don't talk the same, Lord Jesus, and we don't work the same, Lord God, because we are your ambassadors. We represent a country. We come from a place that's not here. And so we thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are, you have made, you are making us fit and you have made us fit. And so, God, we bless you this morning because under this open heaven, Lord God, anything could happen. And so our availability, Lord Jesus, is for, to be, is for us to be used by you any way, Lord Jesus, that you see fit, God. We ask that you use us any way you want to, Lord God. I don't mind, Lord Jesus. God, I thank you that even in the stillness, I, I can re- we can recognize you. God, even in the quiet, Lord Jesus, we can hear your voice, Lord God, and we can hear your voice even in the noise, Lord Jesus, and we bless you because we're not often bothered, Lord God, by what the world is bothered by, Lord Jesus, and we're not often bothered by what we see, Lord Jesus, because the world is bothered by it, but we thank you, Lord God that we're just traveling through, Lord Jesus, and we thank you because our satisfaction isn't in what the world gives, but God is is in what you have provided for us. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, because you have rebuked the devourer for our sake, Lord Jesus. God, I thank you because you have taught us how to fight and you have taught our hands how to war, Lord Jesus. God, we thank you because we stood still and we are standing still and we know that you are God. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord Jesus, because we carry the oil. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord Jesus, because we change, God, the temperature and the atmosphere in places where we go. We thank you, Lord God, because we don't think of ourselves more highly than we ought. God, we bless you right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you for every gifting, Lord Jesus, every person on this line, Lord God. We thank you for the evangelist and the teacher and the preacher and the pastors. God, we thank you for the prophets, Lord God, and the apostles, Lord God. But not just in name, God, but indeed what it is that they do, Lord God. Let us be more concerned about what we do than what people call us, Lord Jesus. God, I bless you right now because we have people on the line, Lord God, who finally have realized who they are and whose they are, Lord Jesus. God, we thank you because they answer, Lord Jesus, to a different name, Lord God. That is not the same profession, Lord God. We thank you that they're not bound by their stories. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that they're not bound by their past, Lord God. But we bless you because it is a testimony, Lord God, of who you are and who you have been, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, for the miracles that have been wrought on this line. We thank you for our babies that have been born, God. We thank you for diseases that have been healed, Lord God. We thank you for the healing, Lord Jesus, whether it happened here on this earth, Lord God, or our brothers and sisters transition to your healing, God. We bless you this morning. And so, God, even as we begin to take our phones off of mute and give you all the praise, God, we realize today that we do something different. In the situation, Lord God, if you never moved, if you never did anything, Lord God, different, we know that you can, If even if you don't. So we bless you this morning, and we give you all the praise because you are our God, and you are our Jesus. Hallelujah. We bless you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. 
that. How much we missed it, oh God. Help us, oh God, to have better ears, better servants, and better eyes, oh God. Thank you for everything that you
will be healed and Father God delivered and set free. Uh, demons will tremble at the name of Jesus. So when we call out his name, they will uh, hear us and they will begin to Oh my God, you did it again. 
everybody thank you everybody for for sticking around i also want to um real quick just ask everyone to just look down pull the phone back just real quick make sure we're all back on mute um just before we get get started into this next 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 segment man i'm so sorry i'm like tripping over words today this next segment of the call sometimes you got to slow it down and sound out the words and um you know, I'm just going to be real with you guys today. It's hard. It, you know, it's hard for us to, to break through and blocked. I'm not even calling in today on my own phone. You know, I'm going to be real with you. My own phone's off. You know, I mean, like, it's it's not easy. You know, it's not easy. get It's not easy getting there. It's tough sometimes. You can have everything planned. You can have every, every I dotted and T crossed as much as you want. You can have any plan you want for the future. And here's the here's the even crazier thing, too. You can be the most obedient, submitted. You could have everything in order. You can quote every book of the Bible. It, you're going to run into a block season. You're going to run into a tough season. And it's okay. It's okay. You know, we learn. This one of the biggest things you got to, like I said, I was talking about Job. I was talking about Jonah. I was talking about other people in the Bible who have been blocked, who have been, for whatever reason, have been blocked because God guides our steps. Sometimes. It has to happen. Sometimes you got to go through it. You know, and I've been on both ends of that. 
I've been on both ends of that. I promise you. I've been the person buying groceries for, for someone for, for, for weeks. And I've been the person who just smiles and is just filled with joy that somebody just brought me groceries. You know, I've been the person that will just straight up pay someone's bills. And, and then I've had someone just be like, Hey, God put on my heart to help you out. We're going to be both people in that life. In lifetime, you're going to be both. And you have to understand it's not what you're doing right. It's not what you're doing wrong. You have to understand that God's pulling something out of us. The pain, the uncomfortability, it's to expose parts of our character. But sometimes, sometimes truly, I'm going to tell you the, the, the honest truth of what I've seen. Sometimes you have to just learn how to rely on God in a season where you have nothing else but relying on God. Like I mean truly to the point where you need to be broken. You need to be frustrated. You go deeper and you go deeper. It is not easy. No one warned me about that when I started, by the way. Nobody, everybody's so quick to get you saved and no one says anything. No one warns you ever. You know, no one ever, no one tells you like, hey, hey man, like, have you heard about our, okay, but hold on real quick, actually, before we say that prayer, I just need to let you know, it's going to be tough some days. And when I say tough, like, there's going to be some days where you're crying on the kitchen floor because you don't understand why things are happening to you. But God's good. Let's do this. Let's get started. Are you ready to pray this prayer? Like, no one warns you about that stuff. No, they don't, they don't talk about, they don't say that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, but, but it's okay though, because we're, we're in it together. We are in it together. And if you didn't hear that prayer right now, we are in it together. We have each other covered. Uh, we, we, God is not, he does not, like I said, he doesn't miss anything. He doesn't miss anything. There's been times where like the, the exact amount I needed for a bill, God would bring it. God would put on someone's heart or God would just bring, I've actually even had deposits where I didn't understand where the deposit came from in my bank. Like I, I truly didn't understand what it was, but it was the exact to the penny what I needed. I mean, to the penny what I needed for something. And I learned to just say like, wow, like we, we got to really just trust God. Like you really just have to trust God. You really just have to like, we all need to be there. We all need to be humbled. We all need to rely on him. And we're not going to understand. There's some, some family members, like it took years of prayer to finally see breakthrough. It took years of holding on to finally experience breakthrough. You know, it, it, sometimes breakthrough is just a matter of warring. Sometimes we do need to just, like I said earlier, we have an adversary. And the reason why I said that is because sometimes you need to know that you need to fight. And the way you're going to fight is on your knees in prayer. You're going to have to fight. And then there's other times where God's doing something in our heart, like what we talked about today, to bring something, to bring a reliance, to teach us how to, I was talking to my, my buddy is the, one of my closest friends is the worship leader at our church. And we were talking last night and I told him, I was like, man, I really feel like God is teaching you how to like, you know, when you're cutting meat and you cut off some of the parts of the meat, the like the, the trimmings of it, like, and then you keep the actual good cut of it. And I told, I had this word for him. I was like, I believe that God is teaching you right now how to throw away the trimmings in this season and how to keep the meat of the season, how to hold on to what he has for you. Like, because when you learn how to do that, you can walk through any situation. You can walk through any scenario. And, and that truly is actually coincidentally the heart of today's message is that God wants us to be able to walk through any season, not depending on the light at the end of the tunnel, not depending on the tunnel and not even depending on the light, but depending on him. 
depending on his goodness and knowing that if I have to stay here for 50 years, it's okay because I'm going to worship God in this. It's okay because I'm going to praise God down here. It's okay because I'm going to, I'm going to, um, I'm going to just declare how good God is. And I have no reason to declare how good God is right now because everything around me is falling apart because that's not who we are. You know how many people try to, you know, one thing is, is like, if word ever gets out that like, you like give, you preach or you give declaration, everybody wants to battle you on something, wants to like, well, what is this? Why does God allow this? Why does this that happen? I've been asked, I, truly, any theological question you can imagine, any supposed contradiction in the Bible, every, from family, from, from friends, from people at work, from pe- I mean, I've had bosses straight up ask me, ask me, you know, things like just out of the blue. And I'm just like, whoa, what? Like, you're going to get asked things all the time. You're going to, it's going to, your, your faith will be challenged. You will get challenged. We have to be prepared to hold on in any season. You know, and that's the heart of today's message going, going into our, our love life to victory. Look, man, I, what is going on today? I don't even know what it's called right now. I was my, getting all tongue, tongue tied. But before we get into the, the open forum discussion portion, love life and victory, there it is. I knew it was going to come back to me. Um, I want you to hold on to that because like I've seen that in seasons, the more frustrated I would get, the more I know that I needed to just, I needed to buckle down. I needed to just sit tight and just know I need to just be comfortable here. I need to learn how to praise God here. I need to learn how to find reasons to be thankful. Even when I'm just broken, even when I'm just have nothing. And and I thrive there now. Now I thrive there. I thrive in that place. And I love being blessed. And I love when everything's working. And, you know, money is just so good. And work is so good. And you're getting promoted. And you're just, like, getting all the credit. And, like, just you're just hearing from God. And just it, everything's so easy to you. Those seasons are cool. They're really cool. But where I thrive, my specialty now, is in those broken places in my life. I thrive now because my worship is so profound there. I'm so used to it. It's like when you come back to work after being gone for a while and you're getting back in the swing of things and you're like catching up with everybody and like, hey, Larry, like, you know, you're like, hey, what's up, man? Like, how you been? Like, that's how I act when I come to a season now where it's brokenness. And I don't look, before when I was younger, I wanted just a way out. Like, God, I'm just going to do this. I'll start going to church more, start like pouring in. Oh, I'm going to spend more time with God. I'm going to do this. I just worship. I just ball out now when I'm when I'm in a season of brokenness because I'm just like God didn't create me for anything less than time like this, and like people will trip out. People will be like, "How are you even like laughing and joking and positive and like why are you still serving and like doing all these things like you you literally have nothing like God what what's God doing for you? God's not doing anything. I'm like, no, you just don't see what God is doing for me right now. You because God works in ways that we don't understand in the moment. He works in ways that we don't see. And sometimes some of us are called to just be the ones on this planet who worship in the darkness. Some of us, our whole purpose in this place, we didn't see that we were his greatest song to the earth. We were his greatest statement to the world. Oh, yeah, if I'm so that, then why is this person the strongest person you know and they're built out of pain? Why is this person the most joyful, funniest person? I'm going to be real with you. I've battled with depression in my life. I've just been 
sad in my life. And I guarantee you, I can be one of the funniest people you've ever met because that doesn't define me. And I don't even do it as a defense mechanism or a coping mechanism. I love seeing people laugh. I love seeing people smile. Like my wife sees it all the time. We, like she tells me, she's like, how do you make random strangers laugh? Like at the grocery store, everywhere we're talking about, she's like, you're just funny. Like, I'm not trying to brag a little bit, you know, but because I don't let my seasons define me anymore. And it's hard. I'm human too. We're all human. We're going to have times before we're just, we're beat up and it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to be down. It's okay to call somebody and say like, Hey, can we just go for a drive? I need prayer. I need help. But what I want you to truly take away, we're going to get into love life victory right now. Um, But what I really, um, I really want everybody to just take away from this is just, is just knowing like sometimes it's not about getting the breakthrough. Sometimes it's not about getting out of that season. Sometimes it's just so we just love God in ev- everywhere, all across the spectrum. And, and sometimes you're not going to, you really don't even need a, another answer other than that. I mean, I've been in, I've worshipped, I feel like I've worshipped God more than at a church, and every other places than at a church. I've worshipped God on in so many hospital waiting rooms. I can't even count anymore. I've worshipped God in so so many hospital rooms I've worshipped God joyfully. And I'm not there for a joyful reason. I wasn't there for ever for a joy. I don't think I ever, ever the only only one time I went to hospital for a joyful reason and that was my baby. You know. I've worshipped God when family members are literally actually like pulling knives on each other, trying to kill each other. And I'm and I, I'm the only thing in standing in between them. I've worshipped my God in front of paramedics, in front of cops. You know, it's not about getting out of a situation. It's about breaking that situation because who your God is, breaking it down in the face of who your God is. It's about truly, truly standing up to every scenario. We are the statements to the world that define who God is, that define God's power. And we have to get broken in the process. We, 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 you're going to constantly get broken. If you're the real deal, you're going to get constantly broken. There's, there's, there's not much joy outside of knowing who God is. So don't look for it in external situations. Don't look for it in the jobs. Don't look for it in the bosses. Don't look for it in the bank accounts. Don't, we're not taking any of that with us anyway. I'm okay not having a nice, crazy car. I got a little Toyota. I call it's a Rav4. I call it the Sav4, and I love that car so much. That's my that's my big baller car. I I'm not gonna take it with me, but it's reliable here. You know, I'm okay with that. It's okay to nice have have nice things too. That's all right. God blesses us. But I want you to take that away today. Take that away today. That your strength in in the adversity, you're the state. You're God's response to all those questions. You're the face, and God trusted you. You're the ambassador. You're the IG influencer for heaven. <laughs> you know, you're you are that. You're God's response. You're His chosen one. He's the one He chose. So when you go through that season, if you're not going through it right now, if you're not there right now, I need you. I need you. I need. I need you to know that the way you react is God's response to the world. Is God's response to that situation. 
we pull the rug under every situation that has broken the world. As Christians, we pull that rug out from under itself. We pull it out from everything that has tried to destroy us. When we stand in the face and we just say, you're not going to break me. I have nothing right now but God. And maybe a couple promises. But I'm going to stay here for 50 years if I need. I'm going to stay here for 10 years if I need to. And I'm going to fight and I'm going to war and I'm going to praise God and I'm going to be joyful and I'm going to make people laugh. And I'm always the person that will crack jokes, even in the toughest situation I'll be in. I'll crack a joke about it. Because I'm not going to be here forever. I'm not, I might not even be here tomorrow. I'm not guaranteed tomorrow. And it's okay. I'm cool with that. I came to peace with that a long time ago. I died a long time ago. <laughs> Moses died a long time ago. Trust me. I've been broken. I died a long time ago. We need to walk with that mentality. We need to walk forward with that mentality. So I want to encourage you today with that. Um, we're going to take, we're going to take, um, callers now. So we're going to open up the love life. I don't know why I keep forgetting the love life victory name, but if you have anything to add to today, to what we discussed today, I mean, that was just such a powerful prayer. I was just so blessed by prayer and worship today. I just, I, that to me was just, was the biggest highlight for today. So I'm so blessed already, but if you want have anything you want to share, God's putting anything on your heart. I highly, highly encourage you to share that because I know it's going to bless somebody. And I just want to thank everybody for sticking around. Thank you, everybody, for calling in today. We highly value and appreciate every single person that calls in. You are family the second you you hit the green button. Um, You know, we absolutely love you. and, And this is definitely family. And if you're calling in for the first time today, definitely say hi or something. But, um, yeah, I just want to open right now if you have anything to share today. So go for it if you have something. Good morning, it's Nikisha. I'm driving, so I'll be brief. Um, you need to stay out of my business. <laughs> Talking about married wife, the bank account is negative. Bank account went negative. Wednesday, my son got stabbed. Thursday of last week, I found out that my other son's baby died at the four months pregnancy. My daughter is in so much pain. I'm in pain, but you know what? We're still here. We still know who we are. We're praising God more than we ever thought that we could. We thought that we've been through some stuff, but baby, we went through some stuff last week, but we're still here. And wow. I'm just, I'm, I'm really encouraged on what you said, but you need to stay out of my business. <laughs> wow, <laughs> uh, going we- on mute. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm going to just mute you because I'm driving. Okay. Okay. No, I mean, honestly, I was just going to say, you know, we are absolutely, um, we are absolutely 100% with you right now. 100% praying, you know, 100% right there because, man, I can't even, I can't even, and I'm not, I'm not even going to even try to talk on that, but I just want to let you know that we're with you. And that is so much, so much power so much encouragement, so just so much. I mean, do you see what I'm saying? Like, I hope everybody takes from this. Like, I, I hope you take from this is real. We're not, we're not preaching theoretical. This is not some theological, theoretical stuff. This is, this is as real as it gets. This is where we reside as believers. This is where we're at. Man, thank you so much. Thank you so much for encouraging everybody that has ears right now on this call with that. Thank you so much.
Um, does anybody else have anything, um, by the way, to add to anything you want to say? To I'm just so I'm so blessed by that right now. No, Moses. This is Trina. Um, this morning I woke up. Lord woke me up around about four thirty-five this morning with this song. Uh, it's it ain't over until God says it's over. Keep fighting until the victory is won. And it's not done. Um, it's, it's, it ain't over until God said it's done. I thought it was just for me, but it might be someone that needs it uh, on the call. Have a blessed day. Amen. Amen. Um, you know what? Today, I want to do something different. We're going to take more comments. We're going to continue to take comments. But up until a certain point, you know what? Let's just worship again later, you guys. And um, if the scheduling team, if you want to text, Text me on on Moni's phone, who will text me on Nicole's phone. But, um, you know, uh, we need to worship. I just feel it right now. I feel the spirit moving, and we're going to worship later. But if you – I want – don't please don't let that um, hold you back from sharing if you do have something. But later on, before we close out, we're going to worship again because God is just so good because there's so many things going on, and I can feel the heaviness of everything that we're all going through right now. Don't. Don't hold back. Even if you got to go to the bathroom real quick at work, if you got to go out, run out to your car real quick, or you haven't left yet, um, we need to worship again because we're we're all going through some stuff right now. We're all um, uh, we're you know what? We'll close out after. Let's just do it right now. If you want to come off mute, let's just worship the Lord for a little bit because we're gonna worship through what we're going through for the family that that the families that have lost loved ones right now, the families that have family members and loved ones in the hospital right now. And I invite you already, please come off mute if you can, um, because we're going to worship and we're going to praise you, Lord. I, I just lift up your name right now, God. I want to declare your goodness, God, over it. So thank you. Thank you, Lord. 
I, I promise you that. I prom with everybody I know, everybody I talk to one on one, everybody I've had the opportunity to to hear that testimony from. If you can think it, somebody on this call, somebody in this community has gone through it. And and, and that is not to brag. That is about the power of God in each one of us. And I want you to hold on to that today. I want you to stand up on top of that, that you don't need to have an answer. You don't need to even have the breakthrough. What you have to have is a God in and through you. That's that's the only through that has to happen is God in and through us because we're not going to have answers to the situations. Sometimes I'm going to be honest with you. You will not find the hearing. You will not find the answer. You're not going to find these things, but you're going to get something more powerful that when we're able to bow down with worship, we're able to give God the glory in every situation. We get something greater than that because a breakthrough is dependent on our understanding on the way the world works. An answer is so temporary. You know, provision, all these things, they're just one by another. There's just acts. But when we worship God, we have an eternal knowledge and understanding of his character that sustains us not only in those moments, but for eternity for the rest of the entire existence of what and who we are, you have to understand the power of worship right now. You have to understand what breaks free. And, and honestly, sometimes that's all we are going to be able to do is just worship. It's just worship God. And it's not going to make sense to anybody. But I'm going to tell you the truth. It shouldn't make sense to anybody. It should not, it should not make sense to anybody. God will sustain you. God will sustain you, and, and we've got to just be in that place sometimes. We've got to just be in those broken places. And, you know, you know, God is good. God is so good, and he'll always bring us to a firm foundation. He promises us that. But I want you to know that it, it wasn't easy for Jesus. It was not, it was not, it was not easy for Jesus at all. And, and you know, the Bible is very clear to say that if he didn't spare his son, how much more will we have to not go through these things? But this is not our home, you guys. This is not every loved one we will be reconnected with. We will be reunited with. We have to remember that we have an eternal home in heaven waiting for us. And I know that's hard. And I'm right there. I'm right there, too. I love the things of this world. I love this stuff. I'm not telling you to be some radical, like, just, like, you know, go throw everything in the dumpster and burn it right now. I'm not saying that right now. I'm just saying, like, there's just going to be moments in your life where you just got to lay it down. You just got to lay it down. You just got to let it go. And and if you're holding on right now, if you're still holding on to it, just cry already. Just let it break through. Let him fall over you. Let him pour over you right now. That family member, your dad, your brother, your cousin, your son, your husband, just let it go. Just let it go. Your money right now, whatever it is, just let it go. Just let it go. I know it's hard. I know it's hard, man. I'm right with you. You're not alone. I'm right there with you. I know it hurts. I know you're tired of praying for them because you've prayed the same thing for 10 years already. Just let it go. And just worship God about it. Just worship God. We might not get an answer on this side of heaven, and we need to be okay with that. We need to be ready for that. We need to be ready for that. Because it's so much greater. It's so much greater who we are in Christ. It's so much greater than that. So I want you to have hope today. Be built off hope. Be built off of that firm foundation in Christ. Be built from that. 
operate from that place, hold on from that place right now. I mean, if you can't tell from two comments already, I mean, there's somebody out there who's going through what you're going through, if not going through something way more intense than what you're going through. You gotta hold on. I'm so humbled today, you guys. I am so humbled. I am, the better word, I am sobered today. I am absolutely sobered to hear what God is doing in the lives of others. So if you have anything to share, if we go a little bit over today, that's all right. You know, that's okay. It's it's all right. It's okay, but just, but just know, like, just hold on. Just hold on and let go of that control. Hold on to God and let go of that situation. Just let it go already. Let it go. Just let it go. If you have anything else, um, anybody has anything to share, anything they want to add on to today's discussion, please feel free to um, share. And make sure that if you you aren't actively speaking, just check out your phone and, and just make sure you got the little mute button uh, pressed uh, and enabled. Thank you. Thank you guys very much for that, too. Um, so, yeah, go for it if you have anything. But it's true and at the end, I guess it's my time to speak, to speak this morning. <laughs> I'm going to be transparent. Uh, my sons, my sons is out there on the street. I'm holding on. Oh, God, there's times I don't even hear from them. Oh, but that give God the praise and honor that he got them. That's his sons. They're their sons. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And I'm trusting him, trusting him. Amen. Amen. You know, I, I know that I know that feeling too, too well. You know, not it's not my son, but, it, um, you know, it's my brother. I've had it with my brother. You know, I've had it to where, you know, I'm going to be honest, too. I'm going to be transparent, too. There's been times where, you know, I've I've had my I've had my brother call me on the phone telling me that he's sitting in a car with a gun and he's ready to kill himself. I don't even I was never prepared for something like that. I was never trained to talk to somebody in that scenario. I was never you know, you don't have any power in that scenario. And I'm sitting on the phone hoping that it doesn't go silent and that I hear a gunshot. You know, and then to get those calls, to get that call of him crying, this person that you love so much, this person that I used to feed him when he was a baby, I used to nap next to him when he would grow up, I I picked him up and carried him into the church when he got baptized. I protected him at school. I taught him things. I showed him the bands I liked. I taught him how to dress, taught him how to do all these things, taught him how to joke, poured into his identity, reminded him who he was, prayed with him for every job interview, prayed with him when he went to the military, wrote to him every month, every week. And then to to see somebody in that, you really learn really quick that somebody isn't yours. You really learn real quick that this person is in God's hands. There's something bigger, no matter what happens, there's something bigger 
than us. I mean, if you have a family member, if you have a loved one, you have to worship God for them. If you don't know, because there's been times I was in the same position too. I, I understand where you're coming from with that, where we got to leave the house because we don't know if the house is going to get shot up. You know, we got to leave. We got to, we, we got to park cars around the block. You know, this is real stuff. This is real things that, that, that believers will go through. These are real things that we will go through. These are real things that, you or a loved one might go through or might experience. And it might not even be gang-related. It might not be in the streets or it might not be something like that. It might even be that your loved one just in the hospital, that your loved one is being attacked in other ways. But you know what? The biggest thing I learned in that is just my thankfulness. My thankfulness and being able to pour into his life. My thankfulness that God loves him so much that even if he, he was doing, and praise God, he's making growth and progress every single day. He isn't calling for prayer. And I'm telling you guys, those prayers, it took years, but they are paying off. They're coming back. Do not quit praying for that loved one in your life. That son that you don't know where they're at right now. You, you haven't seen them in a week. The son that you haven't heard from in a month, that you haven't heard from in a week. The son that you're praying doesn't get arrested. The son that you're praying that they're clean, that they're sober, that they're making the right decisions right now. Know that you need to continue praying. You need to continue to cry out to God for them. Because that same brother of mine that I told you was going through that stuff is now the one that's calling me for prayer. That's now the one that's calling me saying, hey, can you set up meetings with this pastor? We want to talk about deliverance. We want to experience these things. I'm watching him become the man that I always knew he was. And all I would ever do when I did, sometimes he wouldn't talk to me for two months, a month at a time. And I pray for him every single day. I pray for him. Every time he comes across my mind, I pray for him. And you know what I would do? When he was in the darkest moments in life, his darkest moments, where I could feel the pain in his voice. There was nothing but pain in his voice and suffering. You know what I would do? I would always speak to his identity. I'd always tell him, man, you you know what? You're going to be a really good pastor someday. Because I saw him the way God saw him. And I knew that everything he was going through, was to build this testimony so he could really reach people, so he could really have wisdom. But it didn't feel like that in the moment. It didn't feel like that when I was watching him go through what he went through. When I would literally see him get in his car to leave, and he would look at me crying and saying, I'm not happy, and being really, truly, never having heard somebody say that sentence and mean it so much. Those are the moments where I had to believe in who I know God called him to be. And I want you to hold on to that for your son, for your loved one, for your daughter, for your husband, for your wife, for your niece, for your nephew. Hold on to that for them because God loves them so much. He puts you in the midst of that situation to stand in the gap and intercede for them. Just as he loved us so much, he sent Jesus to stand in the gap and to intercede for us and to make a way for us. We do the same thing today. We put a face to Jesus today by doing those things. I want you to hold on to that stuff. You know, so, yeah, thank you for sharing that. I mean, I'm right there with you. I totally, I can't, man, I can relate to that 100%. 100%. There was times where my heart would sink when I'd get a phone call, when I'd get a text message. My heart would just sink. It would just sink to my stomach because you don't want to get that phone call. You don't know if you're going to get that phone call. It's three in the morning. You get, you jump up right out of bed to get that phone call. 
when you wake up, your heart sinks when you see that you got a text message from that person or from someone who knows that person. It hurts. It hurts so much, but you've got to hold on. You've got to worship God through it. You've got to continuously pray and pray and pray and pray and then pray. And then when you're sick and tired of praying and it's been five years, you need to pray. And then when it's five more years, you need to pray because there will be breakthrough. The, prayer, the prayers of a righteous person avail as much. You know, so I want to encourage you with that. Um, does anybody else have anything? And like I said, if we got to go late, if it's some silence for a little bit, we just rest in God's presence. That's all perfectly fine. Whatever you need to do right now to respond to God. But if you have something you would like to share, please feel free. Hey, Brother Moses, it's Andrew. Thank you for... Hey, what's up? Thank hey, thank you. Uh, some, 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 sometimes it just, uh, like the walk, just gets so cumbersome and uh, just feel tired. So, so you know, I, the thing that, 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 the thing that makes me... Uh, slow my steps is when it's me when you've been praying for yourself but the answer doesn't seem to be arriving and i know that you know i i know all the verses i've i've lived them before that he doesn't move in your time he moves in his time because he's not bound by time and He's working things in your favor, all things that you're going through are working together for good, you know, if you love him and you're called by him. And I know that, but in the meantime, and in the between time, you just feel the weight and you feel those times of silence when you don't hear from him. And all you can do is, is thank him and praise him but there comes a time when you you know what i mean it just it just feels heavy and he's a burden bearer but then when you give him the burden you're still weary and he is our strength sometimes it just feels tired and it feels like well okay the answer may be no and i can continue asking and i am but the longer this goes on, the more it just seems that, well, his grace is going to be sufficient for me. And then I just feel tired again. Hmm. That's what I'm, that, that's where I am right now. And I'm, I'm praying for others and I'm seeing the hand of God moving. I mean, I, I, I had a friend who, when, when I really needed some help and I, you know, didn't, I just asked folks to pray for me on the call. I didn't really specify, but things were really tough. And and he came through and stepped in. And, you know, he needed some help. So I asked the prayer warriors to pray for him. God moved magnificently for him, still is. And I see God's hand with the people that I'm praying for. But when I'm praying for myself, you know, sort of like, no, no progress. 
no, no change. Even though I know he's blessing me, he's sustaining me through it all. But there's that weariness that just comes from, you know, okay. It, you know, I, I'm on my fifth time around the walls of Jericho, you know, yeah. and it's a big city. It's hot. You know, my legs are weary, you know, and this dust is making me cough. And it's, and I can't talk about it because, you know, when, when you, when you say something, the people that understand will give you platitudes. And again, I know, I, I know the verses, you know, but I go to bed knowing that the next morning I got to fight that fight again. And I can't look defeated because I'm the child of the king. And yet I feel tired. 100%. 100%. I totally can relate. And, you know, even, I don't know if it was last night. I want to say it was either last night or yesterday was just a tough day, if I'm being honest with everybody. It was just a very, very tough day. And, I don't know if it was last night or if it was one of the more recent nights. I remember, you know, my wife and I will just kind of come together and really just, you know, she's really good at being like, hey, where are you at with everything? Like, where's, where's your, you know, where's your mind at? What are you thinking? And um, it was good to have that. But I realized there was this one night recently where I was just like, I'm just tired. I'm just tired. of. I'm tired. It's like every day you got to fight. Every day you got to hold it together. But then that comes where you have to just, it's almost, uh, it's almost like a Sabbath. It's almost like a resting in the fact that it's okay that things are not okay. It's okay that it's not where I think it should be because I felt pretty defeated. I think defeated yeah. for me, it, for me, the best word was defeated. It wasn't necessarily tired for me because it, it felt is exhausting for sure. It's exhausting holding on and you just, you're not seeing anything. It's like endurance, right? Yeah. You know, and it reminds me of that verse from from Paul, right? It's like you know, it really is more about you know endurance. This is this is a, it's a long race that we're running. But for me, I just felt defeated. I just felt like it's just so defeating. And here's the thing about defeat and feeling defeated, feeling weary, feeling exhausted. We have to remember that the enemy is waiting for us to get to that place. The enemy is banking on us getting defeated, weary, tired, and exhausted because some of us are powerful prayer warriors when we've had our Starbucks in the morning. Some of us are powerful encouragers. Some of us are power. You said right now, by your own words, you're like, I know all the verses. And, and I know you, Andrew. I know that you can give, you know, the exegesis on the spot on a verse, the, the breakdown, this is what that meant culturally, historically. You know, we all have our strengths. We all have those things that we're known for. We all have, a, everybody knows that one prayer warrior in their life. The one, and this is how you know if you're the prayer warrior in someone's life. The people call you when they're going through something and just say, hey, pray for me. Or even better yet, they'll just say, call out my name, the God real quick. They'll throw you that text in the yeah. afternoon when you're at work. And they're just like, hey, can you pray for me real quick? Uh, God knows what's up. And they just, you're, that's how you know you're the prayer warrior in someone's life. We can all do that when we wake up. We can all do that when we have energy. We can all do that. But who are we when we're tired? 
Who do we become? How vulnerable are we? Do we still put our guard up when we're tired? Because the enemy will be waiting for us to get tired because sometimes that's the best place to get somebody is when they're tired. A lot of like old school war techniques, they would sound horns all throughout the night. So the next day during the battle, the army would be tired to fight because you're a lot easier to kill when you're tired. You're a lot easier to kill when you're defeated already before you've even stepped onto the battlefield. And the enemy wants us to fight our battles like that. But here's the beauty in it. We don't even fight our battles. And the biggest part of it is stepping back and understanding continuously, just reminding ourselves, it doesn't, it doesn't always matter how tired we are, how defeated I was the other night. Because you know who doesn't get tired? God doesn't get tired. You know who doesn't get defeated? God doesn't get defeated. God, I, I, God, there's a lot of, there's a lot of items in heaven. There's a big house. Jesus prepared a place and a big house for us. I'm pretty confident God doesn't own a mattress up there. I'm pretty confident right. he doesn't take You know, it's like that Elijah verse. He was like, did your God go to the bathroom? Did he take a nap? Is he on vacation? Like, you know, like, because mm-hmm. our God doesn't yeah. do that. And we got to yeah. stand confidently on that, knowing that it, that our defenses should go up higher when we're tired. Our covering, and even get even get specific with those prayers. Get specific. Lord, cover me. Bring to my knowledge a greater defense when I am tired. Lord, renew my perception. Because what did what did David pray or Solomon when Jesus when God came to him in the dream and he said he said ask me anything I'll give you anything whatever you want and and what he actually told him the actual the real translation of it is that I can perceive things the way you perceive things. And obviously, a wise and discerning heart is, is the same thing. But the actual verbiage that he used was that I would perceive things the way you perceive things, Lord. And that's what happens sometimes when we're tired, is that we're focusing on our own strength. But the thing I've learned is that when we're tired, perceive things the way God perceives things. Not only is that a renewal, but that reminds us that God doesn't get tired. That reminds us of God's resource. And it's renewing. And it's so refreshing to perceive situations outside of ourselves. To get that revelation and understanding of who God is in that situation outside of who we are. Perceive things the way God perceives things. That's it's pretty interesting, right? So, yeah, that's hey, what I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good morning. Hey, good morning, everyone. Happy uh, Tuesday. As always, Moses, you did an amazing job. Um, I am, I, I missed half of everything as I overslept. I just want to tell you this, Andrew. I, I consider you um, prior to praying for you consistently because I know we haven't gotten that praise report that I think we're all looking for um, on your behalf. Um, as I came home briefly, uh, after being in ICU since Sunday, I just came home to kind of change clothes, get more clothes, and go back after picking up Demarie, who had been in uh, the mental facility on Friday night. After <laughs> uh, I don't even know how many things I've I've kind of stopped counting, and I guess it must have been last week. Not only was I tired, but I was like, "All right, Jesus." Um, what, what are we doing as in, in the middle of going through, um, 
just really going through and and as much as um I want to be tired, there's this thing in me, almost like a carrot dangle. And I want to say this to you, Andrew, like it was said to me the other day. Child, I don't know what God is going to do in your life, but whatever it is, I'm going to stick around because I just want to see. Um, every time I feel myself getting weary, um, and I do, every time somebody calls me and asks me to, to pray as they have throughout the course of me physically laying in an ICU bed, having to step outside of it um, to either pray or um, console someone. <laughs> I kind of just chuckle. And I'm not being funny. And I'm not trying to brush away your struggle because I, I cannot. Um, no different than I cannot brush away mine. It is in those vulnerable moments that for real, I have learned how um, and am learning for real to just reach out for God. And I physically bust out laughing, Andrew, <laughs> because I don't know what else to do. But I know this. Somebody asked me, honey, why don't you do you? If I was you, I'll say who the somebody was. It was my little brother. He was like, dude, he was like, you think you could call the trinity and be like hey yo can i get that that was my little funny facebook post yesterday you think you get a reprieve or something on your uh testimony club because this right here like you can't catch a break with a pitcher's uh uh glove <laughs> and i can't tell you anything other than um what else do you do when you know what to do and what you're doing isn't working? You keep doing what you're working. And for real, as as much as people from the outside looking in, the folks that know what all is going on, um, looking at me like, are you going to cry? I don't really have any more tears. <laughs> so I'm going to just keep swinging. But the beautiful thing is even even when we swing um, and we feel like we've missed, the reality is that it is our lot. Like nobody else can run your race. Nobody else can do this for me. Nobody else can uh, go through the things that God has selected me to go through in an effort to um, be a blessing to somebody else because clearly somebody else got to get a blessing from all of this foolishness that I keep dealing with. I just started working, right, as we prepare to go <laughs> go to surgery again. <laughs> and I, I want to be sad, but I can't. I can't find it. I can't, I, I can't find it. I done fooled around, and I found my footing um, in the heavenlies, honestly. Um, I messed around, and I believe God relentlessly, and I know that I'm going through. I'm I'm aware of my circumstances, um, but listen, what can separate me? Not height, nor debt, nor things present, nor things to come, nor principality. Nothing. I I just I might be a little crazy, but I'm not even sad. I don't know what you're gonna do, Jesus, but you got something you got to do because you allowed this 
quote unquote evil. You allowed this process. You allowed this struggle. You allowed this hardship. And through it all, I'm going to trust you. And I'm going to consistently declare the works of he who sent me. I don't have time to get tired. I just believe the end result, that we always triumph. We always win. That no matter what it looks like, that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty to the very pulling down of strongholds. Is that all you got, devil? Come on. I'm just tired of you bothering my kids. I'm just tired of people not believing because they're watching me go through. Whoever is building a house, mutual phone. That's all. So I just, I just wanted to encourage you. And and I also wanted to ask you all, um, as as we wait on whatever this verdict is with this boy's head, and and the cold part is he just as crazy as me. He's like, ah, right, mom, it's cool, <laughs> I'm all right, <laughs> right. And so I just I don't don't get weary in well doing for in due season, I'm a quote I'm on in due season, you shall reap if you faint not. I ain't got time to get tired. I got some more demons to kill. I got some more devils to put on notice. I don't feel like being tired. I'm just going to stay uh, crazy. This is cool. We're just going to do what we do. And God, whatever you got to do in the meantime, in between time, I'm for it. I'm, I'm having all of that. Let's do it. Is that it? Because the reward, listen, those folks that had to watch you struggle, that had to watch you be tired, that had to watch you be frustrated, guess what they get to watch you do? They get to watch you in your winning season. Quit tripping. Hold your head up. Keep moving, soldier. We need you on the battlefield. Player, you know the word like don't nobody know the word. Come on, Drew. Hold your chin up. Stick your chest out, big, strong, mighty man of God. I love you. All right, I'm shutting up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that, because uh, I'm 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 aware of whose I am, and I'm aware of what he wants me to do, because uh, a, a, a wise friend of mine once told me that I'm like a security guard, and I walk my rounds. Yes, you and do. And I deal with I deal with what is on my rounds, and I keep people safe. Yes, you do. Keep doing it. Let me tell you this. I need you. You hear me? Me. I need you. I do. I don't know about nobody else, but I need you. I need you on my wall because I know what you do. You got it? I need you. I got it. You just tell that. You a lie. Call him the N-word, too. We on the phone. It's being recorded, Andrew. (laughs) I hear you. I hear you, but I'm built for this. Just, just you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just giving it to you where the rubber meets the road. There are some days, and these days have stretched on into months, but, uh, but God is good, and like Job said, yet though He slay me, though He slay me, yet will I trust Him. All my appointed time, I will wait until my change comes. Thank you for your encouragement. I'm going back on mute. Hey Moses, you know I'm, yes. I'm remind I'm reminded of uh, Nehemiah when he when he saw the ruins, the walls, um, and it, that was a big deal um, uh, to have your your walls built and fortified and strengthened, and the great lips that he went through to make sure everything was cool. But what I really love about um, 
the story of how he appointed people um, to do different tasks and how um, I remember having to, um, to minister about, you know, how you had to build and fight. And because um, if, you're, if you're busy, you know, sometimes you, you're, you're building, but you have to fight too, you know, and the weariness would come. But then he talked about some people he appointed to just be the bearers of burden. That thing got me, you know, because even though all of us may sense something, um, some of us are right in the midst of something happening and some of us are not where we, we get a breather. And it's, it's almost like when you're in the choir and you have this long note that you have to, um, everyone has to hold and they call it uh, beg a breath when, you know, half of the sopranos fade out and come back in. So that note is still held out throughout the, the song. So it's just like that, if you can kind of picture it, you know, that it's, it's sometimes some of us are led up, with, God allows us to have some, some breathing, but in our breathing, we don't just do nothing, we bear burden, you know, and so he realizes that in our fight uh, and our building and, and doing what it is that, you know, we must do, that we're going to have these times, but then there are some who are sensitive enough to know that there's an appointment for us all to bear burdens at times, you know, and the timing is intricate, you know, when we know it, when God puts people on our hearts, then we, you know, we make sure that we um, don't ignore it, you know, don't ignore it. And it's a blessing, you know, to know that, you know what, we, we do have those times when, you know, we, God, I need, can I, please, can I have a little more? I, I don't have enough. Or can I have a little more? Or is this it? This is all I have to work with, you know, and you, you find the contentment there. But there are those who are specifically in this time and season, God allows us to bear burdens. And, and in that, you know, we don't know exactly what that looks like, but we're there, you know. And these people were on assignment to do it. Nehemiah assigned them to do it. All they did basically was bear the burden because they, they couldn't, these people could not come down off the wall and stop doing what they were doing. You know, I, I can't, st I can't come down to help you with that. You know, I've got to stay right here, you know, um, lest the work won't be finished. So it's some people also that we have, that we must know that, you know what, no, you may not, you're, you're part of the process you know, in bearing the burdens of other people. And we don't know what that looks like. It might be, um, it might be fixing a meal. It might be going to go just sit with someone, you know, or doing their, you know, they're, they're really busy in a difficult time with a bunch of kids, you know, and you wash and they, you know, you got, you go and do their laundry or clean the house. You never know how God will put you in their lives or assign you to them to bear a burden. Yeah, I've totally seen that in my, in, you know, in my personal relationships. And I don't look at it necessarily. I, I think all interaction should be discipling when we walk with the Lord. Um, also, if everyone could check their phone, um, it sounds like someone's recording an action movie. I think it is. If if we are, you know, it's all good. Um, and just everybody, if they could check their phones, make sure they're on mute. But um, real quick, I just wanted to say to that, though, that, I learned the most effective ministry because I used to like do prophetic stuff and then I'd like 
get overly into it and then all this and that. And now, like, what I do is, like, if I start getting something and, like, getting a download, I'll just be like, hey, you want to just go get coffee? You just want to go get food and hang out? Like, I won't even, like, overtly, like, give them a word. I'll kind of disguise it into the conversation. Because, well, I don't care about getting that kind of, like, that, like, oh, yeah, well, oh, man, thank you for giving me that word, this and that or whatever. I care about planting a seed. And sometimes all it is, it's like you said, like doing somebody's laundry, go cook them a meal, go take them out, just get them out. And those are the times I see the most powerful ministry, you know, is where you do little things like that. So that's, that's a huge, I really wanted to just touch on that. Cause I, I really think that's a huge thing that really is actually missing in this world. I think we get too didactic a little bit. We're like, thus saith the Lord, you know, like all these things. And then we're a little bit too structured sometimes. I really love that you said that because that's just so important to my own own ministry. Um, and I just really wanted to highlight that real quick. So, yeah, well, thank you for sharing everything. Um, it does, does anybody else have uh, anything? I know we Hello. have a couple other people. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey what's up? Hey, it's Moni. Um, Hi, Moni. Wow, good message today. Um, and I just want to let Andrew know, you know, how much we really do need him. We really do need to hear from him more. Um, we love him so much. He can never get away from us. So I second what Dion said. Um, but yeah, it's a, I'm coming out of a season where I had a lot of difficulty hearing from God. And what's really hard is when you're frustrated, when you're at that frustrated point with what you're going through in life, um, and you can't hear from God. You know, you start to wonder, what did I do wrong? What am I doing wrong? You know, and people start to tell you, well, what are you doing wrong? Well, you're not doing this and you're not doing that. What are you doing wrong? And so, you know, but for me, um, I was hearing the Lord. It's crazy because I was only hearing him at my prophetic ministry class on every other Saturday. And I was like, wow, God, why? Why do you only show up when I'm at church? What, do you you want me to camp out there in front of the church? Is that what I got to do in order to hear from you? What's going on? What's going on? Um, And I'm cold, Petey. And um, can you put your phone on on mute, please? Thank you. Um, So, yeah, it was really hard for me to, um, to hear from God. And finally, I got breakthrough. And he told me, Blessed are those who believe and cannot see. That to wow. me was powerful because I was believing him and, and going to him and crying for an answer. And he pressed upon my heart that I need to know how strong you are without me. I need to know how strong you are when you don't feel me. How strong are you going to be when I'm not answering you? Where are you going to go? Yeah. What are you going to do? Are you going to run because you can't hear me? Are you going to give up because I'm not talking to you? I need to know your strength right now. That's why I'm letting you do all the talking because I want to hear you. I want to see what you, what, what, what's really inside of you right now when I'm not answering you. And that's the <laughs> hardest thing to go through when you're frustrated. I've been frustrated for 13 years with one situation in my life. And I've been frustrated for two years with the other one. And that one for two years has morphed. It's quadrupled. So it's not only one person. It's four people. So it's not just one trial that I've been going through for two years. But you know what the Lord tells me? That he needs me to strengthen myself, to get geared up myself, to get poured into myself, to be ready. Because my armor needs to be shined up in order to keep going. 
stop praying for them. He's already got them. I already gave them to him. They already belong to him. I need to get strong. I need to be, be, know my word, know my promises, know my, my power through him and get myself here to spend time in worship, spend time in his word and be strong because what I'm facing is very, very, um, it's very, uh, like i don't know like i can't even say this is gonna happen or that's gonna happen but with him as long as i'm strong in him and as long as i as long as i'm um i'm um i'm um armored up and i stay strong then it's okay it's all gonna be okay i won't grow weary and i won't be i won't be afraid i won't run what comes run from what comes my way because i'm i'm geared up in him so my prayer has turned from 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 um praying for for those those burdens in my life to to strengthening myself up to me keeping my myself strong in him because that's the only way that I can fight is if I'm strong in him and you know tomorrow like I said I can't tell you what's going to go on with these two situations one of them has has made me want to give up and you know give up whatever but if i give up like andrew i'm not the security guard no more i'm not i'm not the pillar in front of that no more and the enemy's gonna come in and kill because his whole his whole um his whole goal is to kill steal and destroy he will pick one of them with every one of our trials he will pick one of them you know and if i give up then i'm not the security i could take off that black shirt with the white writing that says security take it off and forfeit wave the white flag, but I can't do that because God's trusting me. This is, these things are coming to me for a reason because he trusts me because he, he handpicked and chose me to go through what I'm going through. Just like he handpicked and chose all of you to go through what you went through because you were the only qualified individual to do it. And he knows best. And when he knows best and he's in it, there's victory in the end of our story. I just wanted to share that. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny you say that because I had the other day the exact, and and I know that you and I haven't talked about this, but and I I didn't tell you this, but the other day I remember thinking, legit straight up, I remember thinking, I I just felt it on my heart that he was saying to me like, you know, you're not hearing because I want to hear what's in your heart, you know, you praying, you saying everything that you're saying, I want to hear what's in your heart. So it's so crazy that you heard the exact same thing, and and you know we didn't talk about that, we, you didn't know that, so. I mean, I didn't tell you that I, I had heard that as well. So that's really that's really interesting. That's definitely confirmation. But yeah, yeah, you know, I'm I'm in the, I'm there with you, obviously, with both those situations. You know, I'm I'm right there with you, obviously, because they both affect us both so much. You know, we've prayed so many years for both of those situations to see growth, and um, you know, like I just see I see it happening. I I do, and I'm not just like stubbornly holding on i just know that you have to just trust god in that and you know obviously we talk about those situations um and privately a lot but um yeah no i'm right there with you on that so thank you very much i want to i want to still give time to anybody how uh, yeah man, i don't know what's going on with me today but um <laughs> you guys talk i don't got you i can't do this so if anybody else has anything 
you know, it, it's funny that we have it, uh, these things that are in common. And right quick, my my oldest son, I just I had just have a new grandchild. His name is Christopher Michael. He's in the NICU and uh, he's doing really well. Was born at eight pounds and three ounces, nineteen and a half inches. And um, I spent some time um, with him um, uh, last last week, actually um, Sunday and Monday. Uh, but um, he was born to my oldest son, who um, who has really struggled with a type of mental illness um, that he has not gotten any help for. Uh, pretty much high functioning, but really cannot really deal with a lot of people at all. And um, you know, bipolar, just a lot of things. And this is from a child and would never really open up to therapy or anything. And so a child even coming into the world kind of compounded things for my anxiety about it, you know, and God, what does this look like, you know, to a father who refuses help. So, you know, and we're talking about years, you know, Matt is going on, he's 30. I mean, he's 30 years old. He's going, he'll be 31 next year. And I tell you, you know, the, the prayer that I have put out there, you know, and having to only um, accept God's grace being sufficient, you know, and although I can't pinpoint how he's moving, it looks like God isn't doing anything, you know, but he's changed me in the matter because I stopped being, I stopped being, I stopped trying to play God, you know, um, mm. at, at some point God had me to be, just hush your mouth. You know, so I understand, Moni, how, you know, you know, dealing with a thing, a matter for so long and seeing it the same way or little to no change, you know, it's almost as worse as nothing, you know, um, especially when you're looking at the situation and you're seeing it, you, 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 you see it from a different perspective. It's the in-between the in between that gets you. It's the in-between that gets us, you know. Um, and I think that's where God grows us and, and teaches us how to be quiet, you know, because I've learned a lot more. Just being quiet about it. You know, mm-hmm. don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. You know, be quiet and watch and wait, you know, and that has been the challenging part. But I think that's, you know, that's like that winter. The winter is cold and still and it doesn't look like anything grows until suddenly, you know, the ground cracks, the hard place cracks and you see something that resembles life that comes up out of it, you know. So, I, I, Moni, I get you. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, I definitely do, too, because I I had to learn that with the two specific family members that she's referring to in that situation of ours. Um, like, I had to learn to just love them, honestly. Like, I learned that. You know, it's a cra- this is the craziest thing, too. It was especially a, a window of my life where God was using me, um, entirely God, God was using me to deliver some of the most like profound, like direction changing prophetic words to churches and to ministries. And then even in personal ministry and and discipling people and, and just like powerful, accurate details, like, like words of knowledge, things that I could not have known people's like, just crazy things. Like I'd never been used by a guy like that. I would go to these two family members, nothing. It just could not happen like that, that it was just not there. Like I couldn't, there was even other people that were non-believers that I would get like a, a word for a breakthrough and that would like change their entire perspective towards God. These two family members, nothing, not a single, I would try to pray over them, nothing. It would not work there. 
And so what I had to learn was just love them for who they are, love them into who God has created them to be and love them for who he, who he desires for them to be. Cause sometimes that's really all I had to learn too through it was that love is the reason why to be completely honest with you, a lack of love early on in their life or lack mm-hmm. of perception of love is really why they took that route in the first place and why they really ended up where they were at. So now it's all, it all comes back to love. At the end of the day, I'm, I'm a very, a lot of people are yeah. in different ends of the spectrum. Some people think this is more important than that. To me, the Bible describes God is love. It doesn't describe him as being comprised of anything else other than love. It's God is pure love. We, at the end of the day, I need to come back to love. I don't care what it's about. I don't care what it is. It's going to come back to love no matter what. So to me, I just operate from that. And I've never contradicted God's word from operating out of a place of love. I think if you always speak, interact, teach, whatever you do, if it is from love, if it is rooted in love, true, sacrificial, accepting just love, you will always confirm and conform to, to the word of God. I truly, genuinely believe that. That and that's my that's my stance on it. That's where I stand on on the spectrum. But I, that's what I had to learn in it. It's just understanding that you just you can't you can't control you can't control things. You can't control people. And not to put your laundry out there, Moni, but I get this from you. You you and I both know we can we can kind of be uh, perfectionists. We can kind of be uh, I'm not going to say the word. Um, it rhymes with reek, but a control reek, you know what I'm saying? Like we, we can be like that. And I know you know that. And I get that from you. So it's technically, it's technically on you for that. But I, I, I see like, we've talked about that before, you know, like sometimes we just got to be emptied of control. We got to be emptied of the fact that we're not in the driver's seat. We don't always know what's best. It's like I was telling Andrew earlier, it's about perceiving things the way God perceives things because the way we perceive things, Look at the way, like, you know, like I said, with the Balaam the donkey, you know, like the way he was perceiving the donkey's movement versus what God was actually doing, what that donkey was doing, and what the angel of the Lord was about to do. But, like, our perception, we're very one-dimensional with our perception as humans. We're very, like, boom, boom, I need this, I need that, I need this at this time, I need that to happen at that time. That's why now I'm able to be joyful in any scenario. And when I tell you guys I have been joyful in some crazy scenarios, Moni can back me up. There's been times where we, I mean, there, there's been stuff that's happened in the family where like, I mean, we're just, I mean, we don't even talk about it now. We don't even talk about some of these things. And her and I were worshiping in the midst of that. Her and I prayed and worshiped in the midst of these crazy things. And I mean, crazy, capital C, and then all caps lock the rest of the word, crazy things. Because like, I'm no, I'm no longer looking at things from the Moses earthly one-dimensional perspective, I'm looking at it from God's doing something big here, you know, and when we start to come into alignment with that, when we transform that, that was the heart of today's message. When we transform that, we go through that renewal of our mind, the way we perceive things, it just, it has power and it just changes things. Barn on hands down, it just changes, uh, it changes things. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Does anybody else have anything to share? I mean, I don't I don't have anything anything to do today. I'm you know <laughs> I'm free. So if anybody has anything else, if if not, we'll close out. I know we're going a little bit over. Um but yeah, if you have anything any closing comments that you want to throw on today, please feel free. I don't know who's 
how many caller you know how many people we have left in today but uh you know if you're on and you'd like to share something please go for it all right okay cool so i'm going to close this out then thank you everybody if you're still on the line thank you so much for for sticking around and hearing everybody's shares and heart shares and testimonies and and you know also i wanted to just say to everybody that shared today and everybody that's going through something right now that has experienced some stuff we are with you post in the victory room on facebook even if you don't have a facebook get a hold of somebody who you know who does have a facebook to post in there for you i know we're all on facebook because we all see what each other are posting what we're liking and the article of you know which bag of chips you are and all these things like that like we know we're up there but and we can we'll, we'll always take a little moment to pray for the little ones we we see pop up right there on our on the left side of the screen and um thank you everybody for being so transparent thank you everybody for being so open you know the one of the realest things my dad ever told me was um he was like you know what if you're just real and you're just transparent you're just real you'll always reach people he's like you'll always reach people for god if you're just real and you know what? I want to thank everybody for being real and just not trying to, we're not trying to have some facade or some mask or something. And I just want to thank everybody for just being transparent, just being real, just being who God created you to be, which is so much power, which is so beautiful. I'm so inspired by every single one of you. I'm so inspired by everybody that shared today. Um, and we are absolutely praying and partnering for you. So thank you guys. Thank you very much. Thank you everybody for, um, just just love the the love being shown thank thank you everybody for like love offerings and just helping each other and helping us and like just thank you guys for that i really like from the bottom of my heart i really mean that a lot really mean that thank you so much so um let's close it out lord you just magnificent god just i there's no words i can't even there's i'm not even going to try to waste my time trying to to honor you with some words that don't even come close to a sixteenth to a fraction of what you truly are, Lord, of which of which you have the capability of doing in our lives. God, and we sit. We sit, we sit, Lord. We sit and we worship and we wait upon the Lord. God, your joy. The joy from you is our strength. Lord, and we thank you for that, God, because we're going through some crazy stuff right now. There's things that we're all going through as a community, Lord that only you know about some of these things some of us were listening in today and didn't even come off you didn't talk about it Lord, but you know intimately what's going on in their life and and i want to pray over that person that didn't get a chance to share today maybe didn't have time to share today um god knows that situation and god is with you and everybody that did share today god knows that situation and god is with you i thank you for your identity lord for your loving kindness God, the infinite list of just great qualities that come forth from you. Goodness is from you, Lord. Goodness comes from you. Every good thing comes from you. Lord, you're the root of that. So we hold on to that, Lord. We tap into that. Lord, and if we don't have the breakthrough, Lord, if we're, if we're not getting that, if we, we got to stay in this season, Lord, let us go through it joyfully. Let us go through it, like, honestly, let us go through it like a G. Thank you, Lord, for us being able to keep our head held high as we walk through those situations. As we walk through those scenarios, we feel like we're not going to have breakthrough in. And I thank you for that, Lord, because that's that's who you care to create. I thank you for who you are, Father. I just worship you, Lord. We offer our worship to you. We thank you for the cross. 
Lord, we thank you for sending your son just as a sacrifice for each and every one of us in moments and times like these. So I thank you, Father. All the glory is yours. All the honor is yours. All the praise, all the worship. God, I thank you for bringing us together as a family, Lord, as a community to give you honor and praise. In Jesus' name, thank you. Amen. Everybody dismissed. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Have a good day, everyone. Thank you, everyone. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Have a great day, everyone.